we are committed to creating a safe and supportive space for our guests and listeners, and to provide information and tools that will help our listeners understand, manage, and overcome trauma. We understand that the healing journey can bring up challenging emotions. Therefore, we want to warn our audience that certain episodes may contain discussions or stories that could be triggering for some individuals. The content of the podcast is for educational and informative purposes only, and we encourage you to practice self-care and discretion while listening, and to reach out to a trusted support system or professional if you feel overwhelmed and need help on your healing journey. So James, thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm ready to have a good conversation. (laughs) So why don't you start off by telling us about you and what you do? So my name is James Coppola. I've been in the fitness industry for over 17 years. I am a personal trainer. Um, I've had every gym, every job in the gym business Mm. from front desk to managing multiple gyms. Um, and of course, the pandemic kind of forced our hand to go into work for ourselves because obviously there was a period of time where all the gyms were closed. Mm-hmm. And it was the best thing that could have happened because it just let me and my wife kind of just do our own thing and market how we want to market and work with who we want to work with. And our message really became clear. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So you know, I, I had mentioned before we started the podcast, how I found you was on TikTok and I found mm-hmm. you with your videos and I love your videos because you really, you focus a lot on, you, you truly help people. And, and part of it is the bullying. The other part of it is the body shaming. And, um, and so I do want to kind of talk about those. And, um, I know you've, you've talked about a little bit about your history and you've had weight issues as have I, um, and coming from childhood abuse, um, my coping mechanism at a really young age was emotional eating. And so I, at 13 years old, I put on weight and, and this may sound crazy, but I honestly didn't understand why I was putting on weight. I really mm-hmm. didn't. And I didn't realize at the time that it was emotional eating. It wasn't until I was in. Sure. Um, and so because of that, you know, through my healing process, my weight fluctuated a lot and it's just over in the last couple, seven, well, probably about three or four years that I've really begun to have a different relationship with food That's and a different great. relationship with my body and really um, appreciating everything it's done because it's really been through a lot and it's really held up pretty well. I've had a lot of surgeries, but it's come through pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I'm at a point now where I'm able to better manage my weight. Um, but the bullying I had, holy cow. Yeah, I had right. that a lot, especially when I was young. Yeah, people are ruthless, especially when it comes to the body or habits. Um, either it's coming from a place of insecurity or it's what they were taught through their environment. And thank God I've grown to a point where I now have the wherewithal to know that no one in a happy, positive headspace wants to make anyone feel inferior. So the worse they are, the better... I feel because I know that, all right, well, you know what? I'm clearly doing better than you if you feel the need to put someone down. So, right. yeah. Yeah. And you're calling them out. You're, you're actually calling them out on the, on the videos, which um, I appreciate. Uh, you're also, you had a video the other day. I don't know if you posted it the other day, but I noticed it the other day about talking about the people that you've helped. Mm-hmm. 
and, you know, helping someone, I think one of them was, she was able to wear shorts for the first time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. She was able to go dress shopping. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. It it was, it was really powerful because she finally told me that for the first time, she didn't really care about what the scale said. Like Mm -hmm. the weight is going down, but she's not watching it like a hawk. All of my clients who eventually get to the point of showing up to just improve their health and quality of life. And it's not just a taxing chore anymore. Mm-hmm. They get the benefits and the results that they've been waiting for. But now it's not like waiting for water to boil or watching paint dry. Now it's just going by fast because their quality of life has improved so much. And that's my main goal for everyone. But it takes a while to get there. It does. Because I'm just now to a point where I don't even get on the scale. Oh yeah. Same here. My scale is collecting dust. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't. And, um, and I've seen, I've seen some postings of people who, when they go to the doctor, like they refuse to get on the scale. They tell the doctor, no, you don't need to know my weight. (laughs) I don't know about that, but you know, I mean, I just, I don't pay attention to that number like I used to at all. So, uh, um, the, the misconception there that, 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 that I really hope that people realize is the doctor should respect if they don't want to look at the weight, but the doctor still needs to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Cause there's like, medication that they're prescribing. They need to know your weight for that purpose. Right. Right. But they shouldn't. Um, yeah. And that's what I say. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know. Cause it gets in my head and this is the first time, like I'm losing weight now in a healthier way. And part of it Good. is I'm, I don't have, I'm, I'm deconstructing the rules I had on food mm-hmm. because I absolutely, and you talk about that too. You talk about, you know, the rules that you have on food and I can't have this. Oh, you know, can't have fruit. You can only have so much fruit. You can only, and I, I just really have the mindset is I'm going to enjoy my food. I'm just not going to have a big plate of it. I'm going to yeah, have a smaller right. portion of it. If I want fruit, I'm going to have fruit. It's God made. It's got to be good for you. Right. <laughs> But if I sat all day and ate fruit, that's not good for me. So there's got to be a balance in everything, right? Yeah. Like I I make chicken parm. I make penne alla vodka. But like with my vodka sauce, if I douse it in heavy cream and cheese, then I'm going to take away the joy out of it because I'm going to mm-hmm. feel sick. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do that for the sake of indulging. Like, oh, I'm just treating myself. But you're not treating yourself if it's taken away from the meal and the enjoyment. Right. Right. So there needs to be a line of not only how you feel in the moment, but how you're going to feel. Yes. Just like overeating. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or drinking or anything else that right. can be done in excess. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, so tell me, um, tell us a little bit, as much as you want to share about mm-hmm. your weight experience. Cause I know you've mentioned in your videos that your, your weight fluctuated over the years and you've, you've come to a place where you're able to manage it obviously much better and help others. Yeah. So I had a very hard time realizing that I was a product of my environment. Um, my leanest was when I worked with a bunch of bodybuilding competitors and I was consistently shamed. I mean, they're my friends. I I never set up the boundaries. I always want to make that clear. I never set Mm -hmm. up the boundaries or made it seem like it was an issue. I kind of laughed with them. Yeah. But due to the constant shaming, I developed many eating disorders. I chewed and spit. I had um, exercise bulimia. I did just whatever I could to be as lean as possible. And I kind of thought that that was the norm. 
Like as long as I looked a certain way, I provided value for my job title. And as long as I had this value, then I would get my business. And I would assume that a lot of other people wanted similar goals. Now, I would always hear them out. I would never assume and make them do something they didn't want to do. But in the back of my mind, I always thought like, oh, everyone wants to be this lane. Everyone wants to look this good. And little did I know that the mature, confident people who didn't care about that, they weren't lazy. They evolved. Mm-hmm. And they just wanted to get strong. They wanted to focus on their heart health. They wanted to get off their medication. They didn't care if they were ripped or not. Mm-hmm. And it started to get me to kind of just think twice about my overall approach. So because I was so dependent on validation for my body, I was massively deprived. And because I was massively deprived, I would look forward to the weekends when I would drink a lot with my friends and mm-hmm. eat without a problem. And this would be like an all weekend thing. And then I would show up for myself the next week harder because of what I did during the weekend. Uh, yeah. And this was just a cycle. Mm-hmm. So I was very unhappy, but I thought I was happy, but I didn't realize that all the times that I thought I was happy, I was probably just drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And I realized, like, as someone who has been doing this for the majority of his life, I can't keep going back and forth like this. And And it had to be, had to physically be taken a toll on you as well, though, right? Because, yeah, 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 my hormones out of balance. Yeah. So my hormones were a mess. I was sleeping like crap. My testosterone was down. My cortisol was up. Mm -hmm. I did a stupid HCG diet once that completely messed with my hormones. Yep. And I ate 600 calories a day for 21 days and I lost about 28 pounds, but I gained it back in like two months. Yeah. And like, I remember like I couldn't even eat during my um, engagement party because I was on the diet. Mm -hmm. So I I just, I felt like I know better than this. And Mm -hmm. I was just in such a rush to expedite the process because again, I felt like my own walking billboard. Right. So it's not just body dysmorphia as just a regular man. It's, it's, I'm a fitness professional. Mm-hmm. So it's times 10. Like, not only do I have to be lean, like I have to be way above average. Mm-hmm. So I was very desperate to get there. And it took a long time uh, um, for me to just finally get to the comfort level that you see me broadcasting all over social media and this wasn't this is fairly recent this was like 2021 that I Mm. really had the like mental shift Mm -hmm. now now I was getting better I wasn't like from (laughs) a to z like I was on my way there but it really finally just clicked after a bachelor party that I had in Cabo where I was just a mess and then just said enough was enough Mm -hmm. and I just turned everything around and I started being authentic and it started showing up for me. And when I started realizing that I was being accepted, being authentic, I was like, oh, so it doesn't matter if I'm ripped. Right. So, so now because that pressure is off, I'm becoming in the best shape I've ever been in because mm-hmm. now, now it's fun to show up and it's not resentful. Yeah, exactly. 
it's authentic. There's such a difference when you're authentic. Yeah. And there's so much freedom in being authentic as crazy as that sounds. You know, I, I did, I, I, you remind me, I I did a a particular diet. I'm not going to say the name on the podcast, Mm -hmm. very restrictive, Mm -hmm. very restrictive. And actually when I signed up for the stupid diet, I knew it was a bad diet. I knew it. And, um, it went against everything that I believed in. And I stuck to this stupid diet for a solid six months, but the result of it was almost catastrophic because part of it was I couldn't, uh, I couldn't exercise. Okay. That's my, that's my number one stress reliever is especially some kind of cardio. That is just my number one way when I'm stressed, that's what I want to do. So I couldn't exercise, sure. which was completely against everything that I believe in. It was a very restricted diet. It was a, a, a processed food, which I'm against. And so the mm. whole time I was hungry, angry. Uh, I had digestive issues. Mm-hmm. And then the topper of it all is because I wasn't exercising, I lost my muscle, right? And this is just before my wedding. I did this for my wedding. I did this for my wedding. Right, I right. lose that weight, just like you, mm-hmm. right? And um, what ended up happening is my husband and I were taking dance lessons and because um, we were going to do a dance at our wedding, of course. And right. my back really started bothering me. And it got to the point where he couldn't even dip me because it was just like, oh, no, you can't do that. Sure, sure. Long story short, my back was so tore up because- I lost all the muscle and I already had a back issue, but because before I was strong and all of my muscles and everything held everything in place. And then I wasn't exercising and I lost all that. It was just, yeah, it was two, sure. two, two surgeries on my back to get it, to get it back to wow. normal. And I'm, I, I had a, an awesome doctor and I'm doing really well. Great. It's interesting. I remember after I did the diet and I went through all that. I remember um, I had a conversation with my therapist, my then therapist, and she says, oh, so you did the fuck me diet. Mm. And I said, oh, it it hit me as soon as she said it It was harsh, right? But as soon as she said, I knew exactly what she was saying. And that's exactly, I was punishing myself. I was absolutely punishing myself. I didn't see, now, when I look back on it, I can see my attitude and I can see the progression of it. But when I didn't see how, how much I was doing that until she said that. And then I look back on it and that's exactly what I did. Sure. And I paid the price. You, you, you put your quality of life on hold for certain results. It was all about results. That was the yeah, only course. thing. I looked at the scale every single week. I reported my weight every week. I was obsessed with it. It was, yeah. Um, that's why now... I really look for balance in everything I do in my exercise in my eating, what I eat, you know, how much I eat, um, my, my quality of sleep, you know, all of that. It, it's, it's a balancing act. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you did a video the other day that no matter what you did, you were getting bullied. You know, when you were out, out of shape, you were getting bullied. When you got ripped, you were getting bullied. You know, like it, it didn't matter what you were doing. Yeah. And so how do you help? This is the question I want. How do you help your clients manage that? And who do you, what? is it more men that get bullied or more women? Anyone. Anyone? Anyone. Yeah. Um, 
you 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 hear about it more with women because they'll speak out against it more. Men will not really repeat it too much because they're ashamed. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it, it just you have to remind yourself that it's more about them than it is about you, especially if it's just out of nowhere. Like, and you have to know that their opinion of you does not matter. It's the people who are closest to you in your life who see you, not, not your size, not what you, not what you like provide, but just your overall, just core of a human being. Mm -hmm. When I see anyone regardless of their body size, I always see them. I never right. go like, oh, wow, look at that stomach or like, look at like those arms. Like I just it never even pops in my head. Now, if someone like, let's say, gained a ton of weight out of nowhere, I, I'm going to notice, but mm -hmm. my feelings of them like won't change or I won't right. have any judgments. They're a human being probably going through something. And I just can't stand the ignorance of people just thinking that every obese person is just sitting there stuffing mm -hmm. their face. Mm -hmm. Right, right. There's there are always some. something, there are some, but there's always yeah. something behind it. It's not, right. yeah. Right. There are some obese people who don't take responsibility, of course, mm -hmm. but there are mm -hmm. some thin people who don't take responsibility of their health either. Right, right. So I don't really care what their body composition is. And they just put all of them in a box. And I say all the time on my posts, it'd be one thing if all you people shaming were only talking about morbidly obese people, but you get shamed the second you don't have a visible muscle definition anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I, I once had this client who she's, she's thin. She was in great shape, but her friends were thinner and she just couldn't stand it. Right. Like, yeah, she's just like, I don't understand it. Like, why can I just like get like smaller? And I tried to explain to her, like, you are eating too few calories. I can't keep training you. Like I'm training you. Oh. If you are going to do this, like you yeah. have to recover, you're doing great. Stop comparing yourself. Like it just, I'm, I'm never going to be thin, thin. I'm going to be lean. I'm going to be muscular, but I'm always going to be big. Mm -hmm. This is my stature. This is who right. I am. Right. Your structure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's <clears throat> just different people who can't fathom that. They think, oh, I want to look like this person in this magazine. Mm -hmm. and it's like, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to. I'm so sorry. Unless you completely alter your life. And even then, genetics and hormones aside, this is significantly touched up and airbrushed and, and like everything. Right, right, right. So it's just such an unrealistic standard. And there's so many people who say, oh, you're just like anti-six-pack this, that. And it's like, no, 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 no. I've, I've worked with hundreds of jacked colleagues in the past who don't make it their entire identity who don't hold mm. that pressure who don't hold that pressure with their clients it's something they value and as long as they're humble about it go right ahead mm -hmm. no problem it's the people who are like if you 
if you're not like this, then you're lazy, then you're mm-hmm. not committed, then you're not disciplined, then you don't care about your health. That's, that's, that's nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. I know you just said something a minute ago. So I went, mm, when I, when you said identity, cause that's mm-hmm. really big when it's not your identity. And that's, yeah. that kind of is where I think you cross over is when you start making anything, you know, the way you look, the way you dress, the way, whatever your, your, your materialistic things, whatever, when you make that your identity, um, there's going to be problems. Yeah. It's, it's just for other people. You're doing nothing for you. Right. Right. And, and that's not authentic. You're doing what you think people want. Yeah. And most people, they might like, look at it like window shopping, like, Ooh, ah, for a bit, but they won't really value it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just sitting here thinking about this and I don't know why this is coming to my mind right now, but I think about like some of the times when I've lost weight, mm-hmm. I, I think about, I, I was going over the motivation and there is a motivation there. It sounds kind of weird, but kind of a people pleasing. And yeah, so that I would course. be accepted, right? So that it would be accepted. But then I got a whole nother set of attention that I didn't really particularly want, right? So then I would turn around and end up putting weight back on. But I, I can honestly say that there is a time that I did that. I didn't do it for my health. I did it because I wanted to be thin and I want I didn't want to be picked on. I didn't want anybody to say anything negative sure. about me. Um, and now my mindset is I used to, oh, thin and, you know, get toned. And, and now I want to be strong and healthy. That's my goal. Yeah. Strong and healthy for me. Yes. And, and I will say if, if someone keeps that up, like I want to be thin, I want to be lean, I want to be sexy so that I'm desired so that I'm not picked on. So this and that, mm-hmm. and to keep working towards that and anything less than perfect is just despicable in your eyes. That insecurity is just going to seep through your pores mm-hmm. and you might as well be overweight mm-hmm. because that's how you're going to guard yourself. Right. And it, you are going to have another set of problems and it's not, it, it, you know, it's not getting thin and all of a sudden, Oh, I, my life is great. You know, you, if you don't work on this and you don't work on this, those same issues are going to still be there. You're just going to be in a thinner body. Yeah, and then and self-destruction happens that's when self-destruction happens self-sabotage self-destruction you know um it gets out of balance i'll 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 never forget it was three months into dating erica we went to punta cana uh together and i was really lean like barely any fat and i remember us taking a picture on the beach and i sent it to like my bodybuilding friend like dude how do i fix this how do i fix this how do i fix this and he's like you look great. Just enjoy your trip with your girlfriend. And like, I was 40 pounds less than I am now. And wow, I wouldn't even think of doing that now. So that's proof that it doesn't matter how lean you are. Your perception is your perception. Mm-hmm. And if you condition yourself to find your perceived flaws first, then there's no amount of body fat that's going to mm-hmm. be enough for you to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can't just show up for yourself when it's convenient. You have to do it when it's hard. Of course, in ideal situations, you're going to be motivated to do it. You have to do it when you're really down on your luck and the only person you can count on is you and you have to bring yourself up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And then there's that 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 period of time I would remember between 
when I started my diet and when I would get close to my weight or whatever, I still wouldn't see myself as thin. Like I would look in the mirror, I would mm-hmm. walk in the mm-hmm. bathroom and look in the mirror and be shocked. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it, because I still had that, it was, it was the craziest thing. And it would take me a long time. I mean, I'm, I'm through that now, but it seems like I never quite, and that's why my weight, I think fluctuated because I never got the mindset of being healthy and, and strong. It was, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, it's interesting. Cause I, I, I'm sitting here thinking about all this stuff as we're having this conversation and it's just bringing up stuff that I didn't even realize until we're have you know, talking about this, but, but yeah, that's, <laughs> it's crazy, but in a better place now, for sure. Um, Good. That is for sure. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I, I will say um, since I got to this place, like in 2021, my weight has not fluctuated like it was throughout my career. Um, yes, I'm heavier than I was, but I stayed a certain amount of my body is now like keeping on a certain level of consistency with the body composition because mm-hmm. I don't really care if I'm adding muscle as my body fat is going up or vice versa. Right. Um, whereas in the past, I would either lose a ton of muscle from not eating or gain a bunch of fat from the drinking and back and forth and back and Mm -hmm. forth. And now, since I haven't binged in over almost two years or done anything to sort of negatively affect my health, it just, I haven't fluctuated at all. And here's the question. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can tell the difference in how you feel. Never mind how you look, right? Mm -hmm. That is a thing that I didn't tune into before either that I'm definitely tuning into now. That is a really good, I think, gauge for your body. Like sometimes like we eat something that's a little too rich or something and we feel it, we know, okay, but you have to be in tune to your body and be out and be very aware when you're eating it. Cause that is something I am absolutely implementing right now. I am not only that, but I'm enjoying my food. And if I start to eat something and I don't like it, I'm not going to eat it. Cause I'm, yeah. I don't, I don't, and it, it, yeah, I don't want the calories in me, but I'm not enjoying it. So I'm not going to eat it where before it's, you know, clean the plate off. And so I'm spending time enjoying what I'm eating, not eating what I don't enjoy and paying attention to how I feel while I'm eating it, eating it and after. Absolutely. And that, that's a cute, that's a huge gauge for you, right? That, that alone, if you just stop, I, and I, I'm going to probably end up saying this in every single podcast, <laughs> But I really believe that the number one way to heal or grow is to have self-awareness. You have to have self-awareness. That is absolute key. Yeah. Um, I swore to myself that I would never have that feeling anymore of like when you walk away from a table and you feel like you have to like unbutton your pants and yes. lie down. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, that's torture. And I don't know why. It goes why on for I hours. Would, <laughs> and I don't know why I would willingly do that. So I don't let that happen. Um, drinking, I definitely now realize when like, okay, I either need to slow down or switch to water. Okay. So you do still drink. You're just, you yeah. are being very careful about managing it. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I Me love, too. I love the social aspect of it. Um, sure. I'm Italian. We love wine. Yes. But it, j- just like food, I don't want to feel like crap. Right. 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 Like, like, like my days of like multiple shots are over or like chugging a beer or like over. Right. Mm-mm. And I also don't eat 
fried foods or fast food. It has nothing to do with the calories. I'll have equal calories in like pizza or like cookies, but mm-hmm. I'm talking about foods that make me feel a certain way. Right. Right. And I'd rather enjoy it. And if right. I want to get a burger, I'd, I'd like to make the burger myself. Right. And if I want to make um, some sort of fried chicken, I'd rather air fry it myself without all the oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people think that like, I'm just being like a strict nutrition person. It's like, no, I Mm-mm. just refuse to feel bad when I eat. And I found out what makes me feel bad. And that's the other thing. Everybody's journey is different. Everybody, I feel like mm-hmm. everybody's journey is custom and mm-hmm. something that I can eat or drink that doesn't bother me may bother you. It doesn't, you know, it, it's okay yeah. for me to eat that. It's okay for me to drink that. And I, I don't allow anyone to have comments about what I eat or drink anymore. And I don't have people really in my life that do that. It was definitely something that had happened in the past. And then you, like you said, the shame thing happens. And so, yeah. Oh, yeah. people comment all the time when I eat who just like, don't get it. Like if I'm at a party and God forbid I have, I don't know, pizza macaroni salad like cookies like oh Mm -hmm. is it like a cheat day i'm like no it's just a regular day it's kind of weird that you had to say something that's true and and bring up about the cheat day because you did do a video on that and i loved it yeah yeah i hate cheat days it's yeah it's it's completely completely making you seem like two different people so Mm -hmm. either you go over the top and have like gravy cheese fries with like a side of like (laughs) French toast with cream and chocolate chips, or you have like a kale salad. Like, why? How do you expect to be sustainable if you look at health like that, or if you look at nutrition like that? And you're like, saying like good and bad, like looking at food as good and bad as yeah, well, too, right, right? Right. And and also, you could overeat good food as well. Yes. Right. It's yes. just it's just with 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 less nutrient dense food that's packed with a lot more fat and everything. It's easier in smaller portions. I understand that, but you could very well eat clean and still gain weight. Yeah. And it's just a certain stigma that people create that keeps them from any sort of sustainable way of living when it comes to food. Right. Right. It, you know, it really comes down to balance. And that is something that I, I am bringing in my life. And that's a daily I mean, balance in everything, right? And it is a daily task to have balance. And you also have to give yourself a lot of grace because I had a lot, I had a really ugly voice in my head for many, many years mm-hmm. that really quite honestly tortured me and mm-hmm. and shut my voice down and kept me from being healthy. And so, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that exactly, but, um, but you know, it's, it's all about balance. You know, we have Mm -hmm. to have balance in our life and it does change every day. Every day you have to watch what you're doing and watch your balance and everything you do. And it's rewarding. It keeps you from doing this. Yes. (laughs) You know, Yes, absolutely. You know, I tell people all the time, if you truly want help with balance, when it comes to nutrition, like learn how to cook, Yes. learn how to cook and make your lean meats delicious not just like broiled yeah to death yeah and just like not steamed green beans like slice up 
some like almonds and like add some salt, pepper, garlic, like just season it. Yeah. Like it just so many people think like health is suffering. Health is just eating for fuel and stuff like that. And it's like, Mm -hmm. maybe your health, but not mine. Yeah. I want to enjoy my food. I want to enjoy yeah. my food. And, and one thing that my husband and I have been starting to do, and it's actually really fun, is we're finding dishes that we like, and mm-hmm. then we're learning to make them a little healthier. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. so maybe not put butter in there, you know, whatever. Um, and so, and that's kind of fun. It's kind of fun and experimenting, you know, and I'll make something and then we'll tweak the, re- the recipe a little bit more until we get it dialed in. Yeah. So how I feel about either changing a recipe or like substitutions. Like for instance, I'm never going to have a pizza substitute or a bagel substitute. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> never. I'm, I'm having the real, the real deal. Thing. But for instance, a barbecue sauce that we always get is G Hughes um, sugar-free barbecue sauce mm-hmm. that tastes great. And, and we use it all the time because it doesn't take away from the quality, in my opinion. Right. Right. And when I make pasta, let's say twice a week, I use the Bonza chickpea pasta or the Barilla protein pasta. That's the one I use. Again, because I don't think it takes away from it. Mm-hmm. And there's a time and place for substitutions and stuff like that. And there's a time where when you know that you like the indulgence of the original, like, mm-hmm. like my chocolate chip cookies are full sugar full fat cookies. I don't like make the protein one, but I also don't have five of them. We right, have, we right. have maybe depending on how big they are, either half or one, whenever we want one, mm-hmm. we don't have two or three, four. Right. So right. I have um, my the- favorite M&M cookies that I make. Mm-hmm. I love these M&M cookies. I only make them once a year at Christmas. Right. And I enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, if you were to have like five of them and then, like, then, then you would be like resentful. Then, oh yeah, like, oh, like, why did I do that? And I tell my clients all the time, if you can stand by it, stand by it with your decision. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to regret it, don't do it. No, something, no. something's making you regret it. So there's a reason. Here's a question. And I, this is something that I kind of struggle with. Mm-hmm. So I'm right on board with you um about the eating what do you do when you go out Mm -hmm. this happens to me sometimes and I just can't eat as much but the person that I'm with is kind of pushing food more food on me and getting dessert not pushing it on me I shouldn't say it like that but they're they're getting dessert and they're encouraging me to eat it and I and even though they know that I don't eat that and so I get uncomfortable and I take a bite and then I I don't enjoy it Right. So I mean, and I know it's speaking up, right? Now. Yeah. You have to I'm, be firmer. Yeah. Easier said than done. Because food is such a it's such a social thing, right? A lot of people try to pull you in because they mm-hmm. don't want to have it alone. Mm-hmm. I right? know. I know. And again, that's about them, and that's their problem. Yeah. So. Yeah. Then you go back to the people pleasing. You don't have to do that. You make I, it a, totally is. It totally so is. You make a strict boundary. Yeah, I know. I knew when I was saying that, I knew exactly what I need to do. I just thought maybe you'd have some other kind of golden nugget for me. <laughs> no, no. But, I mean, like you can imagine if someone was trying to force me, I'd be like, oh, fuck you. I already said no <laughs> twice. 
<laughs> you would, you would for sure. I could see that. Yeah. In no way, I explain this all the time. In no way is dessert like an obligatory thing. You know, just, you don't have to get it. And I only get, if, if I really want dessert, let's say a place is like known for it. Like, like when, when we went to Paris, I, I really wanted like the creme brulee and everything. Oh yeah. Right? So like, then I'll have it and I'll enjoy it. But most places I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't want a ton of sugar before I go home and go to bed. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm mindful of what the occasion is and what the restaurant is. So if I'm going to like an indulgent, like steakhouse where I know that I'm going to be getting a big ribeye, maybe some mashed potatoes and greens and stuff like that, it's going to, be a lot of calories. So I'm mindful mm -hmm. of my calories leading up to it. I get my mm -hmm. workout done that day. I don't really do appetizers. I don't really go heavy yeah. with the alcohol. And I strategically make sure that I don't walk away from that table feeling sick. Mm -hmm. And if your body is saying no, then you stand by that. You know, and the thing that I'm, I'm sitting here thinking of too, is that when you, when you take those restrictions off of food, like you were saying, like you went to Paris, you wanted a cream brulee. Now, mm -hmm. in all reality, you could have had a cream brulee every single day when you were in Paris, right? But you didn't because you were satisfied with that one. And there's not a rule on it, right? right? So when you start taking those rules and those restrictions, all of a sudden, you don't want it as much as you thought you did. Sure. Right? Um, I... I did have some sort of like uh we were only there it was the last four days of our honeymoon we did a month in europe wow so yeah it was greece italy amsterdam and paris so like i made sure to try the croissants i made sure to try the creme brulee i made right. sure to try other things but again i always thought in the back of my mind i'm not going to walk away from this feeling sick mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i really that's the question you really should have in your head because you're right and you have to take the time and have the self-awareness and pay attention when you're sitting there eating and enjoying it and afterwards. And it, it is a process and, um, but it can be done. And you're right. When you go into the meal planning, you can enjoy the full meal and walk away, not feeling miserable and sick, you know, anymore. I, I take, um, if we go to a restaurant and I get a meal, most of the time I bring in stuff home most of the time. Mm -hmm. I can't sit and eat the whole thing. And I, and I choose not to, I probably could in some cases, but I choose not mm -hmm. to. Yeah. I'm not there yet. I finished everything. <laughs> you probably, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Same with my husband. I'll, <laughs> I, I, I just won't like over um, order, but, right. but, but you better believe, yeah, my offer is going to be finished. <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah, for most men, I think that's true for sure. You know, I'm either taking mine home or giving it to my husband to finish for me. <laughs> well, so James, tell us how the audience could get a hold of you if they wanted to coach with you. Sure. So I make it very simple. Um, either my Instagram, James underscore, James underscore Coppola, or on TikTok is Jake Coppola Fit Coach. And I have the link right on my bio. Uh, I would recommend you going to my website to make sure that you learn about my new training philosophy and that it's what you want. I mm -hmm. turn away a lot of people mm -hmm. in a kind way because they just can't get 
past the quick fix mentality and I'm just not the person for them. I'm not judging them for it. Right. But there are plenty of people more well suited for that. I mm-hmm. can't in good conscience give you an extreme diet, give you an extreme workout plan. It's a yeah. very one-on-one personalized comprehensive approach. That's good. Awesome. And once you read my website and learn about me and I'm, watch your videos, they'll learn yep. a lot, you know, seriously. Then you just fill out my application and I'll reach out to you to schedule a consultation call. Great. Well, thank you again so much for being here. This has been great. And you've really made me think a lot, <laughs> which is good. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And it was a pleasure. And if you ever have any questions or anything you need, please don't hesitate. Uh, definitely. I'll shoot you a DM. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.